Hello, everyone. Welcome to Curious K Podcast. Uh, it's another beautiful day, and um, and I'm very very excited about this episode uh, because we are traveling all the way to Botswana. You know, uh, we'll be having a very interesting conversation with my brother as in Botswana today, and which uh, promises to be very exciting. And as you know, uh, Curious K Podcast is a show where we have amazing conversation uh with entrepreneurs in africa building amazing solution and everyone working just to drive impact on on the continent and that's what we are all about on curiosity podcast and this episode it's not an exception like i mentioned earlier that we're stopping over at botswana today and uh, it's a pleasure to have uh kedumetsu on the show today and not just him, um, Avin is co-founder, the managing director of Kedlipi Company, who goes by the name of Tawanda Matambo, also on the podcast today. So thank you, Kedu. Thank you, Tawanda, for joining us on Curiosity Podcast. Yeah, thanks for having us, brother. Pleasure being here. Absolutely, absolutely. And um, I would just like to <laughs> let you guys know that this is actually the first time I'm having two people on the show so this is really this is really exciting for me i'm looking forward to the conversation yeah no definitely bro definitely looking to good things fantastic so i was i was botswana today what's on it's hot bro it's very very hot (laughs) just Uh, like it's just the beginning of summer miss this hot uh imagine in the middle of the summer, then how it is going to be? Wow, wow, interesting. But I mean, it is what it is. We still enjoy the the hot weather with you know, uh, with cold beer later in the evening as we do in African cities across. Uh, yeah, across I mean, definitely. <laughs> well, 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 well. It it depends how you look at summer. Uh, for bachelors, they might have a different view. For us married men, we've got a different perspective, but. Uh, you know, in Botswana, they have a saying, especially when summer comes out. I know it applies to Botswana and Namibia, you know, where all the young guys are active and happy. You know, they're actually willing for the more sun to come out. And we're like, no, 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 uh, it's too hot. Eh? <laughs> nice, nice. I mean, I'm really excited about what you guys are doing at Kedlipi. I mean, you guys have very, very uh, innovative product to your building. And of course, we get to that in the course of this podcast. Uh, but before we start, uh, can you just give a background into Kedu Lippi? Just give us a background into the company. Tell us about the innovative product you're building. Yeah, thanks again for hosting us. Uh, good day to everyone in Africa to us today. Uh, my name is Kedu Lippi, like I've been introduced. Uh, I'm the founder of Kedu Lippi. Kedlipi was founded uh, in 2013 and officially registered in 2016. Uh, an electronic company that specializes in electronics and engineering. Uh, we have been steadily growing. We do repairs, household repairs. And in 2020, or towards the end of 2019, that's when the innovation department was uh, rebirthed or reborn in under Kedlipi. So... Uh, we innovate using electronics, solving problems of Africa 
trying to convert from manual to automized system. We are trying to embrace the fourth industrial going to the into the fifth industrial revolution. I mean, uh, a lot of things to talk about when we talk about startups in Africa is software. I mean, like some people used to say, hardware is hard, really. You know, so why why were you, what, what was it for you that you started actually want to build hardware product? And um, another thing I also like to talk about is this, you're very innovative. Like I was saying, we usually discuss that issue and uh, with my partner and we ask ourselves what what is so different with us because most innovators around Africa, everyone is all about apps, application. Even we are the only people that are right now doing innovations. So what I've realized that uh, there's no more market for applications. Everyone is into everyone is doing applications. Who's going to buy into application? We need to change how we do things. We need to do things in a hard way that will change uh, how we work and try to work in a smarter way. Because for you to work in a smarter way, we are talking about robotics, we are talking about drones, we are talking about things that can literally uh, reduce human effort. So that's what drove us into this, uh, the hardware innovation part. And also, uh, I grew up loving electronics myself, not... uh, the software part, but the hardware part. Uh, my parents will buy me a toy, and just within two days, three days, I want to know what is is, is it that is, is in that toy that is making that toy to move. So that's what uh, drove us into that uh, innovation space. And uh, yeah, and just to add on to to uh, what Kidumez uh, is saying there, uh, you know. Um, they usually say that uh, if you want to see where the world is going, you know, you need to look at what Hollywood is doing. Um, but we have a philosophy that uh, it's time for them to watch where Africa is going, you know, uh, because we feel also, you know, um, that uh, the African continent is full of talent and the African child is actually always been a solution. Even if you go back into our history books, you know, anything that was ever made or built came out of Africa, according to us. It was just been modified in a first world country. And now what we're simply saying is it's time to bring all that talent and all that effort back home. And, um, you know, interestingly enough, we were we were just also watching um, a movie that a lot of people went crazy for, you know, uh, uh, Black Panther. I know a lot of people were crazy about that. And, you know, when you watch that, that, that movie, it's depicting uh, a certain um, 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 view of Africa, you know, is depicting how African uh, Africans have a hidden system. Africa has this uh, complicated network or infrastructure that, uh, you know, the first world country are after and they want to get, you know. And, um, you know, when you look at how the transition of that movie goes, uh, for those people who understand where the world is going, where the systems are moving to, this is actually where we are right now. And we thought as a company, uh, as visionaries, it's also our mandate to position ourselves to where the world is moving, you know, where it's not only going to be an application-based system because you've got an application, but where you're going to use it off from, you know. We've got a system where, um, you know, we've got natural resources in Africa. The only difference there is uh, probably our forefathers didn't know how to utilize it well, and we are now in the fourth industrial revolution where we are now empowered to know how to utilize them. 
and make devices and, and, and systems and automize processes that make lives more efficient, that add more value and have a lot more meaning and benefit to, to, to society and to the African child. That's, that's, that's simply brilliant and amazing. And I don't know what it's like when it comes to importation in Botswana, but in Nigeria, we import almost everything. I mean, we have all these Asian electronics that are, they've taken over the market. The TV you have in our homes, they are LG, they are Samsung, they are all these brands, right? Why can't we have African brands building, I mean, making electronics, for example, household electronics, from TV to, to washing machines, all these things had. But even if you look at it across Africa, you hardly have any company or any organization from Africa yeah. into these places. Everything is imported, all right? Yeah. Everything we have to pay through our nose for foreign exchanges. Our yeah. currency is getting devalued day by day. And we have talent. We have people yeah, that can do this thing. So, yeah. I mean, I think the opportunity is massive. And this is the time for us to, to take hold of our future, right? And I believe that's what you guys are doing. And it's, it's really amazing. I mean, in terms yeah. of the opportunity that you can unlock oh, yeah. in that space. So tell us about the solar bag. I was watching one of your interviews on CNN. And um, I know you were talking about the, is a bag with a solar panel. Can, can you just talk about how that works and what led to that innovation? Yeah, uh, before we can go into the solar backpack, uh, let me chip in with what we just discussed. Uh, we are here uh, as Kedlipi to fill that gap. That's our dream as Kedlipi. Why should you go to China? Why should we go to Asia while we're here? Uh, we are aiming at making a plant, an electronic plant, that we know will be able to be producing those gadgets and a TV that is made in Botswana, a TV that is made in somewhere in Africa, uh, an electric car that is made somewhere in Africa, we young Africans, because we are the ones that have time. Even if you can look in those Asian countries, you'll find that uh, 30% of the people working around those innovations or around those things are black young children from Africa. So uh, we are here as Kedlipi. The problem is that maybe the system that are not favoring us that much, but we will get there. So with the solar backpack, yeah, Mr. wonder the story behind the solar backpack, yeah, it's, it's, it's another real dear one. Well, th- th- thank you for appreciating that one, hey? Um, look, uh, I'm sure as you saw on the CNN interview, uh, we have been getting a lot of calls. Uh, it's, it's, it's really gone out there. And... Um, this is actually, um, it's our, I would call it our second complete innovation amongst many of our innovations. Uh, we actually have a couple and some of them, uh, we will take you through them as we go through. But um, the solar bag, uh, we manufactured for uh, a time when uh, we were doing, we, we, we usually do research and development to understand what problems communities are facing before yeah. we innovate. And so during one of our uh, uh, days going around, uh, we, you know, we also try and mix a bit of relaxation and, and, and work at the same time. And we went into a rural community and uh, we saw a young man, you know, uh, but you could tell he was, uh, you know, he had so much future. He had so much, he was so bright, you could tell, you know, and uh, I could work, uh, we just were looking at him and we're watching how, how hard he was working, you know, 
attending to the cattle and all. But, you know, we looked at, 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 at what he was wearing. We looked at the uniform he was wearing. And really, it broke our hearts to see this. And we thought, you know, this, this young man someday could be a president. You know, this young man could be a CEO or an executive of some big conglomerate someday. And, uh, you know, he had his school books in a plastic bag. You know, he was holding a stick on one side, tending cows, but happy nonetheless. And, you know, we got back to office and we said, you know, something about that kid uh, touched us. What? And we thought, you know what? It would be so nice to make a bag that we can incorporate with our talent and skills. And so we began to design a blueprint. And uh, within a short space of time, we came up with uh, a solar backpack prototype. And, um, you know... When, when CNN came through, uh, uh, we, we, we told them the story about the motivation for the bag. But um, in our hearts and in our spirits, we, we, we manufacture from a place of passion. We manufacture from a place of um, solving a problem and making a difference to the African continent and beyond Africa. Um, our tagline, our, our tagline as a company, our brand is African Innovation Beyond and so when we made this, we thought, look, this is something that's made here, but could be used in any country across Africa. You know, yeah, I know there was a lot of, yeah, there was a lot of raw demand in places. When we looked at it, we looked at other countries, not just Botswana, you know, uh, you name it, Southern Africa, Western Africa, Northern Africa. We've got places in Africa where some kids haven't even gone to school. And uh, we made this, uh, this, 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 this bag and other places don't even have access to electricity totally. And so we thought it would be so cool, you know, for someone who even, you know, for the, for the, for the university child, for example, you know, uh, someone may not, may be disadvantaged and, not, and, and may not say their circumstances, but they could be going to university and they, they're disadvantaged. You say, look, this, this is for that type of person, you know, who's, who's, who's on the grind. They're working hard. They, they need this. They can put their, carry their stuff in there. And, and when they're going, it charges during the day. When they get to where they're going, there's no power. They still can afford to. To, to read, do assignments, and, and, and it can help out a family, you know. And um, it's also not just a solar bag. It also has, it's equipped with a charging uh, port, a USB charging port that can power boost a phone, for example, or a tablet, uh, which can also help with, uh, you know, when someone then goes back onto from a rural place or a high-density community where there's no power, get back, and, you know, their daily lives continue. That's that's amazing. Uh, so so tell us, how much does it cost right now, and how are you manufacturing that? What's the pace of it? Can you tell us numbers? Uh, just give us insight into the usage right now. All right. Um, first of all, I'd like to uh, get into the business model we have. Um, we are currently we have structured uh, a synergy with uh, corporates and NGOs and. Uh, uh, corporate organizations because uh, of uh, the costing of our backpack. Um, I will quantify it in US dollars equivalent. I think that's what most uh, people could understand. Uh, each backpack is equivalent to 65 US dollars um, for a complete backpack. And so how we have structured the business is uh, we have partnered with um, some NGOs and some corporates who are going to then purchase the, the backpacks and donate them in areas where they need, uh, obviously, because if it's a rural setup, some people may not be able to afford. However, um, this is not to say that we are focused on rural communities because we do have interest also in urban cities. 
you know, where, where uh, in urban towns, there's also power cuts that are going on. Yeah. And so, yeah, and so for those that have their own funds, they, they could uh, call us up and we, we manufacture. And that pricing is actually a bulk uh, bulk buying price. And uh, obviously, depending on the number of units, uh, price does come down relatively, uh, slightly somewhat, um, to uh, a, a figure that we, we, we feel could match the product, its quality, its durability, uh, because, you know, we're using, uh, the backpacks are made of what's called canvas material, which is waterproof. It's long-lasting. Uh, our panels are also uh, durable. And uh, the way we have manufactured the actual bag itself, we have ensured and gone through a rigorous quality control process to ensure that this is a long-lasting thing. You don't want to purchase it once off, and for the next five years or 10 years, uh, you know, you've got something that's working for you. Obviously, uh having electrical gadgets on something like this, it depends now on the user. I wouldn't assume that you get home and start kicking your laptop <laughs> because it will die. But, uh, you know, this being put on, on, a, on a backpack is, it's, 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 it's part of uh, the breakthrough innovations that we, and, and social impact solutions uh, that we are currently uh, moving in line with. Amazing. Uh, thank, thank, thank you for sharing that. And how has it been like in terms of, uh, these NGOs uh, buying into solutions like this? What has been the feedback? Currently, the feedback, um, I'll be honest with you, because it's a new innovation, it's a new innovation onto market. Uh, we are still getting a lot of uh, letters of intent and letters of uh, interest. A lot of guys are calling us up. Um, we're hopeful to start getting bulk orders very soon, um, as early as uh, before the end of the year. Uh, before the commencement of uh, 2021, getting into 2022. Um, and also corporates that are fulfilling their social responsibility that have given us calls and everything. Um, very few companies have uh, financially committed, if, if any, at the moment, because it's very new, it's fairly new onto market. And a lot of people hadn't seen it. A lot of people are still amazed by it, you know, still wanting to touch it, feel it, uh, you know, explore it. And every, everywhere we go, you know, immediately people are like, I didn't know about you. Uh, we're like, no, uh, we were on CNN and some guys did see us there. They're calling us up. We, we we did have a few guys that came through to the office and said, guys, we saw your work. We are so impressed. We definitely want to work with you. We want to partner and, and do a collab with you on, on any other innovations you may have. And we said, look, we, we're more than open because we also start up, you know, and being innovators in that innovation space is very difficult because it's costly. It's very expensive. And innovation is an expensive process, but you know, it, it's it, like like I always tell my partner, it's not about us; it's about the next generation. You know, we're sacrificing Absolutely. today for a better tomorrow. Yeah. So let's talk about the automatic diagnostic combo machine, right? Uh, last year, the old world was on lockdown for months, right? COVID yeah. came around, and people. Everybody was confused. What is this? Uh, Everybody is on lockdown. But the world has to move on. You know, new ideas has to come up. Innovations has to come up. How can we solve this problem? How can we move forward? And you guys came up with this ingenious machine. Can you tell us about automatic machine and how it's helping uh, solve the COVID-19 problem and the other applications? My heart uh, fills with a lot of warm about uh automatic diagnostic combo machine 
uh, our first, first, first machine that we prototyped and came to reality and fully functioning well. Yeah, uh, the story behind the automatic diagnostic combo machine, uh, when we looked at the structure around when our first lockdown came through, wherever you go, you had to sanitize yourself, uh, your body temperature being screened, uh, your particulars being registered for contact tracing. So the process took, uh, you could queue for a long period of time, maybe 30 minutes maximum, just for you to get saviors. So we said, is there any way, anyhow we can automize this process together and just take this 30 minutes to 10 seconds just to try and restore the old way of life where you can just walk in and out of a shop without you struggling. So we, we did a research, uh, combined our research together, started working on the prototype, buying components, doing this and doing this, and then it came out perfectly. Uh, the automatic diagnostic combo machine is a machine that can uh, facial recognize you when you are registered into our application form, our ap application, yeah. Uh, it will be able to uh, recognize this is Mr. Lippi. Mr. Lippi stays at this particular address. This is his number. This is his uh, ID. And it also screens your body temperature, synchronizing your body temperature with that information. And then it guarantees you access into that particular building. So if you are not registered, it will ask you to scan your ID or your passport for you to be registered at that particular time, at that particular moment. And then it sanitizes you also. How long did it take you to build this? What was the process like for you? Do you have all materials locally sourced? Yeah, uh, currently all materials were sourced locally. Uh, the things that we had to source out were components like we spoke about the uh, TVs, motherboards, uh, you know, power supplies. Those ones were sourced from uh, outside China, but we managed to ship them in. This machine was started... Uh, innovated 2020 and then we managed to complete it by end of 2020 right yeah 2020 then started registration the patenting process the evaluation process so the ip belongs to us we managed to patent it and we it was it has been recommended by minister of health this side also uh botswana innovation hub we are part of their network uh, lamwell technologies yeah that's the mileage that we have gone. And also right now, uh, it, it has also attracted uh, uh, attention from stakeholders outside, reg uh, regionally, like uh, the institute, Harar Institution of Technology. We have recently just signed a memorandum of agreement. They will be, they will be partnering with them so that they can be the ones supplying the, the innovation that side in Zimbabwe. Sounds great. So uh, what has, I mean, it, it's a patented product right now. And I think that that's really amazing in terms of the feat you've been able to achieve so far. Uh, another thing uh, I would like to learn about the product uh, right now is the receptability from the government, for example. This is something, I mean, we have ministries in department across different government strata. And I mean, I know it's patented, there is government support, but are they... What is their position in trying to be the first set of users for this product, championing this product? Um, well, yeah, thank you for your question about um, uh, government support and um, how they have supported us. It's been a very um, painful process. As I mentioned earlier on, innovation is it's expensive and it's expensive not in terms of money only, 
it's expensive in terms of your time, it's expensive in terms of uh, your effort, uh, your IP, and it's 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 it's, it's taxing in the in, in the African system. I, I think every innovator um, can also uh, say the same thing. Uh, you know, we've had a lot of doors uh, closed uh, on us. We've had a lot of people who are supposed to be the industry tell us they cannot work with us. And it's such a, a shame that uh, another government uh, from another country would see more value in what you are doing. And then they would then want to accept the product when it's coming in from outside, yet it's being manufactured in, your, in their own country. So we have faced a lot of barriers. Um, some of the stakeholders have been supportive in terms of uh, helping us to patent, license, uh, with the recommendations and for allowing us to pilot the actual prototype in their respective departments uh, and also appreciating, uh, you know, uh, adding to more recommendation uh, for the safe, towards the safety and usage of the actual innovation itself. However, um, the innovation itself being uh, an automatic diagnostic combo machine is a holistic machine, as Mr. Kibimitsi mentioned. It's not a machine that is specific to uh, entrance and exit only, and it also works as a security device. I'll give an example. When um, when the first lockdown started, um, I remember most airlines were shut down. Most countries shut down generally, and they were looking for a solution on how economies can also uh, begin to come alive again. And so with the innovation we made, it was, it's an innovation that we positioned to, to enable us to then match, as Mr. Kidumi said, a face to identity documents or particular. So uh, this, how we've structured our MOU uh, with uh, uh, the Zimbabwean side is that um, our machine will, is going to eventually be absorbed and used at border uh, points for security profiling. So it will also enable efficiency. We now, uh, by the time an individual gets to uh, uh, an, an immigration or customs officer or their desk, all the information has already been popped up. You know, we would know the temperature, we would know the face, we would know the person. And then also we're scaling up the, the innovation uh, as we are also um, uh, working tirelessly and effortlessly to then be able to, to, to match um, a person's face. For example, if they have committed a crime in one town, uh, wherever there's a machine and they walk past the machine, it can red flag that individual, for example, and then we'll be able to notify the relevant authorities. So this will then uh, crime in certain areas. Uh, it will also contain uh, certain situations uh, because the machine also can run a live recording feed. It also runs as a security, uh, personal security TV, as a CCTV. So it, 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 most people see the machine there and they think it's just a machine, but it's actually a mass industrial a machine with mass benefits across industries, you name it, that's your banks, schools, mines, shops, companies, everywhere. It's, it's a machine that we have manufactured to fill the, the total scope and the total gap, uh, borders, immigration. And so um, I know for us at that time also, we, we were not able to have flights coming in because we didn't know who had COVID and who doesn't. We didn't know who is safe and who's, who, who's not safe. And so for us to launch the machine has been a headache. It's been such a tedious process for us, a headache and a nightmare to get the government themselves to understand what the machine is and what the value is. But we're so happy um, that we've been able to 
have a few milestones and have Zimbabwe sign on. Uh, we've got some letters of intent and interest from the South African side. We do have a few local uh, guys that are now seeing value. A few mines have come through. Uh, also, uh, have in the next few weeks, we'll be coming through and having meetings with them uh, where they also feel the, the machine will add value in their minds for employee login and log out security profiling. We want to know which employee has actually come to work, uh, what they look like, what time they logged in and, and, and all that. And this machine is capable of doing all that. Yeah, and to, to, to add on that, uh, when we innovated this machine, we're trying to close all the loopholes. So imagine this thing in, in, in Asia, uh, before COVID came through, People were usually sanitizing every single time because they died. Virus is not just COVID. So we are saying the same thing to Africa. Continue using this machine. It always sanitizes people. No matter COVID is going away, but there's other viruses that are there that have been living. That, that's the reason why in Asian countries, people will see them always wearing masks even before COVID sanitizing. So that's what we tried to do. The future of Africa, that's what we are trying to, to, to implement. Oh yes, and uh, the the machine has a thermal thermometer. This is thermal imagery. It's not a uh, you know uh, most people are, are holding a you know a th- that thermometer and they think that's thermal. That's actually a bit different from the system we're using in place because our system sort of uses uses infrared. So as Mr. Kidumet is saying, as long as a bo- uh, an individual's body signature is is high the machine will actually record that and it will show you that profiling. If anybody has swallowed anything even on that thermal uh, thermal thermometer on the screen, it can show you the heat signature of the individual. And for example, at border control, the security control, they'll be able to see that uh, this individual has something in their system. So it's it's, it's, it's a holistic machine. Can, I can see the applications across industries. I mean, it's, it's amazing the potential of what this can do. Uh, and um, I want to talk about funding you know, in terms of how you've been able to build this, what is the funding process like. Uh, but before, you get, before we get to that, I know you've actually been selected for Slosh, uh, which is a massive startup event in Finland. And, um, and I believe it, your technology will have applications during that event. Slush brings together over 20,000 people. And uh, I'm sure you experienced that. I've been to Slush a couple of times. And the check-in process uh, before COVID, it was not something easy. You have like 20 lines. It's a whole lot happening. And your machine can do amazing stuff. So I, I just actually connected it to Slush events. And I just think the application is just... It's just it's just endless, really, and and the security future just brings it another spice to it. So thumbs up to to what your team is doing in that regards, and uh, I just want to say it right here for the record that I wish you all the best. And uh, let's talk about funding. How has it been like based on this amazing product you've built so far? What was it like? Do you have investors in your company? What has the process been like? Because you've mentioned a couple of times, innovation is expensive. It's really expensive, especially even if you're building software. Come to the king, think of hardware, where you have to run series of prototypes, you have to 3D print some items. What has it been like for your team? Ash, my brother, uh, that one has been a headache, a very, very headache that... uh, when we, we, we raise it, I become too 
emotional because and the prototypes that we have have been self-financed from our savings. Uh, we don't have any investor that came through to 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 to, to assist with uh, this. Uh, we are still looking for investors to come through and invest in creation of CADLIP that we have. So all these uh, prototypes we have and the solar backpack have been self-financed up to now. Uh, the ADCM alone cost us around uh, 150 pula, thousand pula. That is 15 US dollar, 15,000 US dollars. So prototype, registered, patented, every, all the process. So it has been something even to our family side, you know, wives, uh, you know, they will tell you, no, bruh, why, why, why are you taking money and going waste it on something that you don't know it will work? But when you believe in your dream and you know that something will work, you know, you just got to do that thing and push it out because you know one day, one of the good days, it will bring or it will take you or it will change someone's life. Yeah, and uh, I think as as Kidomezi uh, is saying, uh, you know, uh, when we say it's expensive, um, 15000 is actually presumptive cost uh, because there are further costs involved, as you said, uh, to the piloting, uh, the prototyping phase, the printing, uh, and uh, also gathering the materials, that's the importations, duty costs. Uh, it's, it's it's a very expensive process that has taken a lot from us. And as young startups, uh, this is what, this is all we had. So we basically put uh, our lives on the line for innovations that uh, we believe uh, being pioneers are going to drive the future of Africa somewhere, you know, and we don't hope to see... Um, our innovations not going far, like our tagline says, innovate African innovation beyond. You know, we want to also see it in Nigeria, we want to see it in Zambia, yeah, we want to see it in South Africa, Zimbabwe, Botswana itself. You know, unfortunately, uh, going back to your question about uh, applications and uh, and hardware, um, we are also faced with a challenge of technical expertise in terms of hardware development itself. And so you'll find that economies in Africa that don't understand about the technicalities of hardware and electronic part of, 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 of the hardware, uh, they don't support, they, don't, they, they understand applications, but they're, they're short-sighted in their vision because they don't then see that they're running out of way to use their applications. They actually need us innovators who can actually make gadgets and devices for them to use applications. And so uh, that also has been taxing to us you know, because now you have to uh, sit with an you have to uh, invite them. We have been called to so many board meetings with, with, with CEOs of the biggest finance companies and still they still yet to understand. It's only now when people are seeing us on CNN and, and people are now seeing, uh, you know, some of the profiled, high profile people coming towards us that they now want to come and say, guys, you know, uh, uh, is that, is, you know, is your innovation still, what's happening with that? How far have you gone? You know, can we now assist you? And we're saying, look, we never uh, stop anyone from assisting. We never say no to investment because for anybody to get anywhere, they need investment. The only difference between a successful entrepreneur and one who gives up along the way is perseverance and passion. Uh, because most people are in it for money, but we're in it for the passion. We're in it for the long run. And so uh, this is where financially, 
it's been a rocky journey. It's been very hard. It's been very difficult. But we don't stop. We don't stop believing every day. We wake up and continue doing what we need to do every day. Now, what is the what is the startup investment ecosystem like in Botswana? What is it like? Do you are there like angel networks investing in startup? What what is what is it like uh, based on your perspective? How does investment works in startups in, in Botswana right now? Uh, yes, well, there's uh, uh, angel uh, there's uh, investment networks uh, that are available. They're actually supposed to be funding available through the innovation uh, centers and networks. Uh, unfortunately, uh, especially with the first innovation, the ADCM machine we're talking about, we were not able to be a part of that or access that because we had already made a, a prototype out of our own pocket that's functional. And, and most uh, uh, youth that go there are still starting up and need um, um, work right up from, you know, the technical assistance, the guidance, uh, information about developing uh, the business itself. But however, with our expertise and our skills, we had already done the 98% of the business. And uh, and so they, they, they highlighted to us, they could not assist us with funding. However, they do fund. They also have their local funding department. Uh, we did approach them. We did write proposals to them. They were very impressed with our proposal. They actually called us in also for a meeting. Uh, however, at that time, because it's a new non-existent innovation, something they had never seen before, something they were they were very keen on on seeing how to perform and then invest uh is 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 a is a challenge to 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 us as well as innovators because you know everybody wants to invest in what they're sure of in terms of their return but you know what i would like to say to people out there and to everybody who's going to listen to this is guys you know apple didn't start there you know google didn't start there they all started in a garage they started somewhere you know they run around just like every innovator just like us just like all the other youngsters out there the only difference is that they had somebody behind them who believed in them. And today that person who believed in them is probably a hundred million dollars richer than they were when they invested. And so this is what we're saying uh, to the people locally, you know, they are in angel investors. We do have people with finance. We do have people with funds. Uh, funding is, it's, it's, it's available, but as, as is the African system, you know, it's, it's funding for Africa is never easy. It's never just a walk in the park. You just don't walk there and get, you know, your one million and you're good to go. You know, you have to fight for it. You have to go through the process. And we've, we've done that. We've proved to them. And uh, we've, what we'd like, uh, thank you for, uh, you know, uh, the, the, the good luck you've wished us. We have um, competed on uh, many, on various platforms, pitch decks, and uh, we have performed very well. We've made it to the top 10 of most, uh, most, most, most of these pitch decks. And um, including uh, one which we did recently, uh, that's sponsored by the U.S. Um, U.S. Embassy, uh, Young Africa, uh, you know, and that was also very successful. So, you know, we have proved uh, and and surpassed the milestones of, uh, of 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 when we started and where we are going. Wow, that's 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 a whole lot. I mean, the perseverance, like you mentioned, it's key. And um, yeah, I mean, there, there was a research, a VC research that maybe like 2% of investment, all the VC invested, all the VC investment made across the world happens in Africa. So there's a lot that we have to do when it comes to supporting homegrown 
local innovation. And this goes out yeah. to all the VCs, yeah. all the angel investors, not just in Nigeria, in Botswana, in Ghana, yeah. I mean, in, in Cote d'Ivoire, in Senegal. Definitely. We need a whole lot of local participation in supporting yeah. startups. Yeah. I know it's a risk. I mean, it's what they've yeah. done is basically to provide risk investment for innovators like you yeah. guys. And I yeah. think, uh, I mean, imagine each government, no matter how bad it is, dedicating, let's say, a million US dollars for just risk investment for supporting mm -hmm. innovative ideas. I'm Definitely. sure there's no country in Africa that does not have amazing innovation coming out of its shores every year Definitely. all right what do we do about it do we just celebrate it on our local tv and that is all yeah. you, you know you know where we fail as africans uh, uh i'll give an example with uh, a kid in asia most of these tvs that we watch those are projects of kids from asians so well, as soon as this kid does that prototype and the thing is out as soon as possible they find ship the thing to africa and then we accept them as if they are holy things and everything, you know. But when it's something coming from Africa, it will take time for the government or those angel investors to support that dream of that kid. Yeah, I think, I think um, you know, just to add on to, to what you're saying, um, you know, when the mindset, the mindset needs to shift, you know, the mindset needs to shift. It, it doesn't mean because you know, someone is coming from the rural areas, they don't have talent. Because Definitely. as a matter of fact, yeah. that's where all the talent, the talent is, is. You know, and that's where the support should actually go. Mind you, uh, one of the fastest growing economies currently in Africa is Rwanda. And that's why he's been so successful in the short space of time, because he has developed systems that support, support entrepreneurial innovation mm -hmm. uh, uh, ventures, you know. And so, you know, they're the first to develop phones locally in their, in their country. He's the first to implement systems in their country. He's the first to do this and that. And, you know, solar projects are happening and this and that. And you're going to find Rwanda has, was a, a war-torn country of all, all these decades. And it's going to overtake us within a short space of less than a decade because they have a visionary who has understood what innovation is and what it takes to make it in a country. Definitely. And we, the rest of the Africans, are going to be the consumers of their products. In our in our countries, and so you know, uh, speaking of which, you know, someone we 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 also try and, and, and network with other innovators. You know, we we we've networked with some guys in Kenya. Uh, we networked with we just seen a, a, a one of your Nigerian brothers who just made a beautiful, amazing uh, solar vehicle. You know, that's a low low cost, low budget. You know, it's such it's so amazing, so amazing the things that are coming out of Africa. Talent. Um, you know, and 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 we have what it takes. We literally have the resources. They're in our fingertips. You, you know, be it in oil, be it in steel, be it in pr production. We have what it takes. You know, and so um, like I've been saying, the system has taught us. You know, let's shut down Africa. But this is the struggle that we have. You know, and. Um, one, one, one of my mentors, uh, you know, he, he pointed me out. He said, you know, uh, 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 Jet Li, you know, uh, everyone used to watch karate and uh, everyone used to like, our forefathers used to like him, you know, doing his thing on TV, but it was not about him. You know, what the, he, he preached a message and the message he preached was unity. Uh, he, he started a revolution, but the revolution was 
the revolution of the mind. And this is what he was taken out for because he used to speak for the truth, yeah. you know. And so it's time for young Africans to, to rise up and speak the truth. It's time for us to, to unite. It's time for us to not get frustrated when my brother makes it. You know, let me push him and say, you know what? I saw the effort you put. I made it today. I need to put into you tomorrow so we can go somewhere. Yeah, I think um, the, the mind, the, 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 the changing of the mind, it's part of what we have to also do, work on as entrepreneurs. Celebration uh, that was celebrated in Nigeria last week, Fela Kuti, uh, the human mm. rights activist, the musician. And um, yeah. Fela had a song titled By Africa, all right? And it's yeah. a very powerful song. By Africa. Yeah. I mean, yeah. how can Africa go? I mean, why do I have to go outside of Africa to buy something if I can go to my next door neighbor in Ghana or yeah. and travel down south to Botswana? Why can't yeah. I? I mean, so, I mean, and it's a mindset thing. We, we Even when we talk, when we look about fashion, right? And I think yeah. one of the most interesting sectors in Africa that other sectors can learn from is the music industry, for example. Back yeah, in the yeah. years, we used to listen to all foreign music. But right now, we understand how powerful it is. I mean, our local music, how it's gaining ground oh, yeah. across the world. And Definitely. that is a Definitely. very typical example we can replicate across all industries, across yeah. all sectors. We have to buy Africa. We have to buy yeah. from ourselves. And I think oh, yeah. that state of mind, I mean, we are all championing that. We are building innovative solutions. And I think, yeah. yes, down the line, this shift is going to happen because I think there is consciousness right now. I mean, yeah. the youth of Africa, the consciousness is building up. And, and I think it's our role to do that. And I believe, uh, oh, yeah. I mean, we'll, we'll see more of this revolution. I mean, this peaceful revolution, this cause oh, of yeah. change in the mentality in the state of minds of young Africans happening and we'll be able to build yeah, beautiful products you know that's yeah. really going to work and and we'll be proud of it as Africans uh so that's I would just African. like to know you know as we as we round up about your plans uh for the future where do you see uh Kedley P what what are the things that you see uh going forward look Kedley P is uh is a small startup that is making steady progress. You know, it takes a, 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 it takes a leap. You have to have a, a, a faith. You know, you have to have giant faith for you to take that leap. And uh, where we're going in the future, we hopefully will have our innovations across Africa firstly, before we, we extend lives to the rest of the world. Uh, currently, uh, the first part of that vision is going to be with our solar backpacks, hopefully, and have our brothers and sisters, uh, you know, benefit from the mind and uh, from, you know, something that came from the heart. And also as uh, part of our plan, we are going to also open up industry in terms of uh, teaching uh, youngsters practical skills, because I believe it starts at a young age. Um, you know, they say that... Uh, in the first, you know, a three-year-old is already wealthier than a 16-year-old African, and that's a problem for me. And so we want to start taking them from that age and grooming them when they still have a passion, you know. When we identify the baby has a, a passion, he likes toys, and we, you know, we start mentoring them at that stage where we are hopefully soon going to have a, uh, our hub of, a hub of our own, a development center, 
uh, that's going to be franchised across Africa and within each region, everybody can then have uh, a source of sustenance where people create, they open up uh, platforms or job opportunities for other Africans, they make money in the process and live generational wealth, not become rich, but live generational wealth for the next generations, not just for one, but for four generations to come. And that's uh, our biggest uh, plan uh, to sum it up is to leave a legacy. Kedlipi is not about an innovation. Kedlipi is about a legacy. Absolutely. Thank you guys for being on the show. It's been really amazing talking with you guys. Yeah, definitely. Uh, thanks a lot uh, for, for hosting us. And uh, before we close, I would like just to thank uh, all the stakeholders that uh, have assisted us, individuals. Uh, even the, this, all of all of our innovations, we had people assisting us there and there. The solar backpack, we have one young uh, entrepreneur, Mobotswana, helping us with the solar backpack. So I would like to thank individuals for the effort that they've put through to get Lippy, the mentors, everyone our families and thanks a lot brother for hosting us today yeah thank you, thank you kedu thank you kedu thank you tawanda it's amazing it's amazing having a conversation with you and um you guys should be preparing to host me botswana very soon right <laughs> yeah definitely most definitely <laughs> all right all right guys thank you very much and you know it's absolutely great to have you on the show uh so thank you everyone for listening to curious k podcast uh we hope you enjoyed this episode and of course feel free to share with your friends let's let's keep spreading the great news about what african innovators are doing and see you next time bye-bye